Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Texas back in Bama territory. Ewers from the pocket. Now he'll loft one downfield. A ton of air running underneath it. Worthy's got it for a touchdown. That is Texas wide receiver Xavier Worthy. His touchdown against Alabama as Texas went on to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa earlier on in this college football season ultimately kind of led to Texas actually being able to get into the college football playoff along with Alabama. And Worthy is one of the two Texas receivers to kind of keep an eye on this draft season. Worthy is someone I've compared to. I don't like doing a ton of comparisons, but he is somebody just, it jumps out at you. He's Deshaun Jackson with drop issues. And you can fix drop issues. Sure. I worthy scares me believe worthy (laughs) the reason why worthy scares me and and many of you know who have listened to me talk nonsense for two and a half years here uh well no I am a Texas fan I'm a diehard and there's a lot of bias there when I talk about Texas that's why I don't love to talk about them all that much because I am irrational with Texas the Bills I can be much more rational much like me you're like me with the Sabres yeah but like much of my life the Bills were bad so like I'm I, I I know there's a darker side I picked Texas just as they had like won a national title and we're going to go back to one. And then I had to deal with them being run poorly. There was a really <laughs> good reason why I hate any organization being run poorly. It's the Texas Longhorns. Worthy, though, has been one of their best receivers in the modern era. He has had drop issues. With that being said, he is just a flat-out offensive weapon. He is somebody you get the ball to yeah. to let him do stuff. He's going to be one of the faster receivers in this draft class. And he is he's exceptional. The other Texas wide receiver is Adonai Mitchell, who came over from Georgia and just is a touchdown merchant. I love him. Did I I, I, I don't know why I'm rem- not remembering this, but did I say this in a break or with you like a, an hour ago? Mm-hmm. I, Xavier Worthy has New York Giants written all. Yeah, over we, we, him. I think we said that right before we got on air that you're just like that's that's who it is. Like it just it just feels like it. Like you look at last year when they drafted Jalen Hyatt, and Jalen Hyatt was just kind of this guy where it's like, yeah, get him the ball and he'll do some cool stuff. Yeah. And this year, that seems kind of obviously would, outside I, of oh, Marvin, Marvin Harrison there's, Jr. There's like, a deep love of the idea that with Tyrod Taylor and his beautiful deep ball <laughs> that the Giants are like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have Hyatt and Worthy as our two, and we're just going to throw four verticals for four quarters. You Stop it. That's fine. We don't care. That's what we're going to do. And it would be so cool. It would be bad. The funniest so part cool. about all that is, though, is you still have Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. Who throws a gorgeous deep ball. I it's, like Tyrod. No, you're right. No, Tyrod's, I, Tyrod's like the perfect transition quarterback to like your eventual franchise guy. Yeah, I, I like him, too. I'm just saying, like I feel like they've outgrown him, 
maybe? No, they haven't. Daniel no? Jones is still on that roster. Well, okay, yeah. Until in he's on that of, roster, you have not outgrown him. In terms him. of, okay, it's time to go get somebody. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. it. That's because that's how it kind of was with with the Bills and Allen and oh, and They're going to draft Bo Nix. <laughs> <It's gonna be laughs> terrible. Uh, I did want to uh, read out a, a tweet that I got uh, earlier in the last segment that I just I I could not agree more with, and I think this is the this is the mindset I hope the Bills go into the offseason with. And uh, it's from Stevie tweets in saying the Bills need to go into this offseason with the mentality that Diggs is the number two receiver. And I think going and you know, just kind of adding on to that that he has lost a step. Mm-hmm. You need to have the mentality that he is not going to be. Josh, we brought up his 2020 season, 1500 yards. You have to go into this offseason having the mindset that will literally never happen again. That you need to now kind of hit it into overdrive that he needs to be replaced. And I think that is the perfect mindset to have. Because if you're wrong, great. Now you've got two good guys. If you're right, you've already moved on and you're not waiting till a year or two out where it's like, oh, God, why is he still on this roster? Like, this is sad. It's sad now. Mm-hmm. The end of his Bills career is a tragedy rather than a triumph. You don't right. want to get to that point. Because you slowly you slowly bring him back, and he becomes your John Brown, where everyone's around, hey, look, it's Stephon Diggs. He he's still got crazy it. Yeah, he's still got it. Him. Yep. And I, honestly, I was just looking at his stats just to see. I didn't realize he broke 1,000 yards this year. Like, oh yeah! Oh yeah! He did. Just, no, he did. Well, no, he just, was on pace to have one of his better years, and it just hit a cliff. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like just the way it ended. I was like, you know, expecting to look at this and see he got to you know like nine seventy something. I think he had eight touchdowns too, and like he, eight touchdowns. Yeah. And he didn't score a touchdown for like the last like six weeks. He was on pace as well to to hit his season or career high in yeah. touchdowns too. It it was just it was so stunning how his production just went away. Well, and then, again, it goes back to the, you know, what was. What were the what were the Bills missing in terms of personnel? I think yeah, I, I think it's I think it's both. You did not have any options really below him outside of guys who were not going to stretch the field, Khalil Shakir and Dalton Kincaid. Because I, I don't yeah. I don't want to minimize them, but they're not going to be the guys that will realistically take, you know, defenders away from Diggs. They are not going to be doing the same thing. Shakir is an underneath slot receiver. Kincaid, while he started testing more of the middle of the field and going down downfield, mm-hmm. not a speed guy. He is a tight end. So. I think a lot of it did come down to the fact that Davis, way too, way too erratic in terms of the production you're going to get from him. And then Sherfield and Hardy never really hit the ground running at all. They, they basically didn't see the field half the time. Had Davis been half of what you expected him to be this year, we're having a completely different I think conversation. we're having a completely different conversation. But the fact that Gabe Davis went from, I mean, it, it doesn't look like much on paper. He went from 836 yards to 746 yards. That's... Like on the season, you're right. You're like that's that, not great. It but doesn't. Like we it can doesn't work with that. It doesn't look bad on paper, but the problem is, is you look at it in an expanded view of game by game, and it's hey, he had 92 yards against the Raiders in week two, but then next week he had 35 yards against the Commanders, mm-hmm. and then oh look, he had 100 yards against the Jaguars. Oh, he had 21 yards against the Giants. Oh, and he had six against the Patriots. And wasn't I, it, I thought I was wasn't it the at Tampa game where he had like nine catches and we're all like, oh, okay, here yep. we go. He like, had nine he, catches for 87 yards, and then next week in Cincinnati, he had two targets, no catches, and no yards. Like, and that, just, but then the week is, after that, that then, is mind-boggling then, to me how that happens. Then the week after, six for six targets, two receptions, 56 yards against Denver, no nothing against the Jets, 105 yards, and on six receptions against the Eagles. Two games with no receptions and no yards, and only three targets in two games, and then 130 yards against the uh, against the Chargers for four receptions, 
21 against the Patriots at the end of the season and none against Miami. Well, the Patriots game, he got hurt, right? That was the game he got I hurt. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because then he didn't play against Miami. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm now in thought again how Carolina is just, oh, man, they're going to overpay for him. Ooh, that's a place I didn't think of. I thought, see, Joe brought it up the other day. He's going to the Chiefs. Oh, man, no, he's going to Carolina. Yeah. He's going to Carolina. They don't have wide receivers. No, that's fair. And that's, the, I think, is Gabe Davis their next DJ Shark? Oh, man. Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't like saying I, I that. Lo- I but... love DJ Chark when he came out of Jacksonville when it was like, oh, he's an option in free agency. Yeah. I was all over that. Big dude, 6'4", runs mm-hmm. runs in the 4'3s or high four, or low 4'4s. Four he had like one 1,000-yard season and just never did that again. I've never even got close. I mean, even with Blake Bortles, though, was his quarterback. <laughs> I had so much belief in DJ Chark, and it just went nowhere. It's It's kind of weird how similar they are. Is it not? Or am, uh, I, or am I giving it a little Char- too much? Chark's bigger and faster. I think yeah. had more just like X-Factor tools than this Davis. Year, but Davis has elite traits. I Look, for all I'm going to complain about Davis, the man is so, so good on the sidelines. Yeah. I'm incre- and, he was, and he was from day one. He was just a sideline merchant. I, I still look back at that, at that Colts playoff game, the first wild card game they won. He had and, and Ending the first half, he had like two unbelievable sideline catches that made you go like what is this he's plastic man <laughs> like, what is happening here and, but like he just he never became a consistent threat i i, I it's tough because i do feel like the bills looked at 13 seconds and took all the wrong messages away they the messages they took was gabe davis is a future just stud in the league when in reality it was kind of the the the, the perfect example the the the, the, the picturesque you know veranda of, of of a thing you could see of just like this is who Gabe Davis is some weeks he'll have zero catches and a target and a half other weeks he's gonna have five catches for 200 yards and four touchdowns and you're like excuse me that's what it goes on in the middle and you're like not much <laughs> and like that's who he is like it was the perfect picture to it and then the, the other thing that took away from we gotta get Mahomes on the ground no you just go outscore them. You just make, make it, them. You make yeah. it impossible for them to stop you on offense, and you hope you get one or two stops, which they did in that game. Remember how you said that the Bills were the like the the team that gave up the least amount of sacks in the NFL. Chiefs were two. Chiefs were two. Mm-hmm. You don't get those guys on the ground. You just don't. They're too talented. Allen, Mahomes, Jackson, Burrow. Now move the pocket too well. Burrow's the only one, actually. I want to pull him back. That man takes sacks like it's his day job. <laughs> he holds on to the ball too long. I want to re- I want to revoke his name. But those three, they move the pocket too well. They know how to manipulate where the pocket is, how to step up, how to just time to bail. They know what to do. So the idea of formulating your entire defensive game plan around get him on the ground is faulty from the start. The other thing about the defensive game plan is you can you know go into pretty much every other opponent you you face aside from Baltimore and potentially with Jim Harbaugh, you might have to watch out for Justin Herbert now in terms of this whole, you know, can't be sacked kind of thing. But every other opponent, pretty much, you can just say, all right, we're going to, you know, get to the quarterback, stop him. You know, there it is. But with Kansas City, like you said, it doesn't matter how how high the score is. Mm-hmm. I want them, if they're going to lose to the Chiefs, I want them to lose 52 to 50. And it was overtime because like it, because I, it is I, I the don't Chiefs. Care. I just I I want and I think other teams have this feeling, but I want it to be more aggressive. Where like, Josh, what was our feeling when Tyler Bass stepped up to take that field goal, even if he made it? The feeling was oh, I was I was just stressed about like okay, well, what are they going to do next? Like exactly, like, here's the here's your 
big shining moment of, look, the game's going to be tied, and you have, what was it? Like a, a minute 40? A minute 45. And you also, you had two timeouts. You didn't have all three, which was kind of infuriating. But, but, let's, but let's say he makes that field goal and, and, and the game is tied. The feeling is the Chiefs are going to go down and score and win the game. Probably, I think for, yeah. I think for, I think for yeah. well over fifty percent of Bills fans, the feeling was it's, we've it's, left too much time. We're going to lose. It's hard. To That's imagine. how I want you to have that feeling of if when when you force field goals, that is a win. Yeah. That's how I want teams to treat the Bills is when you force a field goal, that is a massive win. Yeah, but it's it's hard to imagine too with the mental image of you know the Chiefs basically just trying to kill out the clock in that last minute 45 after the field goal gets mm-hmm. missed. Because then it's like, okay, well, the Chiefs are going to obviously play different than they did in that minute 45. Oh, of course, of course. But it's with what you saw earlier in the game. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't really matter. How, <laughs> They're going like, to drive right down. Like, to yeah. be fair, a, a part of me was thinking, like, again, like this is before the kick goes in. I'm like, they're going to score probably fast. Like the Bills might actually still have a chance here well, to go down that's and win. The other, that's the other concept there is, is hey, can what if you just let them score? On the first play of the next drive. Like, and have a minute 35. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then again, you have the awareness of like any football player to be like, oh, well, if they're going to do this, then I'm going to go down at the field or at the I mean, the, the Bills did it for a lot last year in 2022. Baltimore, that game in Baltimore is the perfect example of, no, don't score. Yeah. Go down. <laughs> right. Go down at the goal line or go down like two yards out and then just kill clock. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's get a call here before we take our next time out. Chris in Williamsville is on the line. Good morning, Chris. How are we doing today? Good morning, fellas. Um, I got to say, while sitting on hold, you guys brought up a couple of good points that I really liked. And while I'm all for the wide receiver train, I think history has shown the Bills are going to do two things for sure. One, trade up. Two, not take a take a non-wide <laughs> <Right>. receiver <laughs> high in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um they just seem to have this theory that the defense is going to be their savior when five years in a row, I don't remember who said it, but the analyst said, Bills do great in the regular season against teams, but when they get against really top teams, they're not even close. Same thing happened. Um, so the idea of, first of all, keeping Eric Washington, and then secondly, promoting him to defensive coordinator just scares the living daylights out of me. Um, I really hope they do what they're saying and recognize that the offense is what's needed. And yeah, your point to where you said Diggs is a number two, I was thinking that. And then you said it and I'm like, Oh my God, that is, yeah, he is no longer a number one. He has steadily declined. And what's the one thing that's changed? Let's face it, fellas. Now, ironically enough, I'm 48 saying this. He's 30. What happens to athletes when they hit 30, when they're in a skill position, we see it precipitously mm-hmm. drop, mm-hmm. and that's what seems to have happened. So I'm hoping that they do. I'm just not confident that they're going to deviate from what they have continued to do for the last five years. Yeah, totally understandable. Chris, thanks for the call. And I, that fear makes complete sense to me. Because And Chris is right. They're going to trade up, and they'll probably not take a wide receiver. I can understand that fear. I, I can. I am choosing potentially poorly – I'm choosing to take what McDermott and Bean said at face value. I'm choosing to take that when McDermott gets very specific about saying, I've cut my teeth with Andy Reid. I believe in pass first to win. We didn't have enough explosive plays. That they are going to recognize we do not simply have enough talent at wide receiver. We are not putting enough explosive talent around our quarterback. I'm choosing to take that at face value. 
But as I've said, if they then leave the draft at the end of April, and if they leave free agency and ultimately it's a lot of discount shopping again, I will be one of the biggest proponents of needing change immediately because you are then just going to waste another year. They were never going to win the Super Bowl with this roster, with the way they were winning games, running the ball, with the way they had to win close games against even bad competition like New England, like Pittsburgh even, and like the Chargers with Easton Stick at quarterback. And then you add in the fact that Harbaugh is now in the conference. C.J. Stroud, immediately as a rookie, looked amazing. It's not getting any easier. You need to outscore these teams. You need to scare the living daylights out of them and then have a defensive coach that is able to work magic, able to force a few here and there. And and also to the caller's point as well, I can only think of one defensive performance in the playoffs that, against a good quarterback that I went, the defense won that game. It was the division round against Baltimore in 2020 when they got to their first AFC championship game. That was a fun game. It's a fun game, but that's the only <laughs> time I can honestly say the offense wasn't the reason they won. Got to take a quick time out here. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show and get you ready for Sabres Live. That's coming up next. You're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.